From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello again and welcome to The Freeman Report. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament and this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom, liberty and justice. It is Tuesday the 9th of January 2024 and on today's show I'll be joined once again by TikToker Dale Penny who goes under the name of Mark Sass on the video hosting platform. We'll be discussing the Epstein files and a whole host of stories that you just cannot believe are true, but in fact are true. And in today's topsy-turvy world, we're spoilt for choice in terms of which stories fit into that category. And it's funny, isn't it? Because it's not something that you can measure over time. I mean, there's always been oddball stories out there, but they just seem to have grown in number recently and are no longer at the margins of normal life. Stories that you cannot believe are true are now part of mainstream culture, which is odd in itself. It's a bit like the trans movement, which in reality is a very small and marginal issue. In the UK, just 0.5% of people identify as a different sex from how they were born. And yet gender ideology is everywhere, permeating the mainstream culture as if it was a mainstream issue. I find this curious because what that suggests is that the trans movement is not a grassroots movement. The reason we're seeing it everywhere is not because trans people alone are pushing for more rights. No, there is something else going on. Because you have to ask where all of that money came from to lobby politicians, businesses, the police, um, in the sports world, and of course, to fund all of those organizations pushing gender ideology in our schools and universities. It is clear to me and others that money has been seeded from somewhere other than the people this affects alone. I mean, all of that power and influence clearly hasn't come from the 0.5% of people who are transgender. And maybe this is why we're seeing so many unusual things happen in mainstream life in general, because money from nefarious sources is being used to unsettle our society and our way of life. You can see it in politics, you know, the system of democracy set up so that we get the politics that reflect the majority. I mean, it's never been perfect. And of course, it was set up to control us. But I don't think we've ever seen such a large dislocation between the political world and the average person on the street, not in our lifetimes anyway. Again, we see a topsy-turvy world where the politics we see is at total odds with the majority in society. Now, this creeping pervasive dislocation permeates most aspects of British life at the moment. So much so that people now accept things that they would never have accepted not that long ago. 
Is it because everyone is just too busy to pay paying the bills and trying to put food on the table to worry about the upside down world um, we now um, find ourselves in? I guess you could say that there are more people in that situation than there were five years ago. But I don't think that fully explains this new phenomenon away. Most people, as far as I can see, are just carrying on as they were before COVID, which returns to this to the question, what is driving this phenomenon? Why are people prepared to accept things that they wouldn't have accepted um, not that long ago? My view is that the period between March 2020 and early 2022 was so extreme in terms of turning people's lives upside down that people have become used to accepting a more extreme world around them. The globalists knew this when they talked about the new normal. When people like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates spoke about the old normal being gone forever, it's never going to come back. They spoke of the new normal that was now with us. But how did they know that things would never go back to the old normal? Well, you don't need to look far to understand the answer to that question. For starters, you could read Klaus Schwab's book, The Great Reset, which talks about destroying the old to make way for the new. Or you could look back at what leaders around the world were saying in unison at the time, that they would build back better, because to build back suggests that the old has now gone. It is clear in my mind that COVID was the deliberate starting pistol for changes to our world that nobody in so-called Western democracies voted for or demanded. A new normal that is being seed funded by people who are unaccountable and who are actually part of the problem. Flying around the world, all self-important in their private jets, telling the rest of us how we need to live our lives. And while they're doing this, they are using their money and influence to corrupt our very system of democracy. The fourth estate, the political system that creates the laws that we're supposed to follow. As a result, these systems that run our democracies have become severely warped. And with it, people's sense of what is normal has also been warped. This change to the world around us is extremely frustrating to those of us who recognise this phenomenon, to those of us who understand that things are not only just not normal, but are driven by forces that hide in the shadows. It is frustrating because it is difficult to know how to fight an invisible enemy that does not reveal itself. Like many, I'm not totally sure how to go about fighting these forces that we know are being driven by living, breathing people. But I do know that the first stage needs to be to get people to recognise that the world around us has changed and that this didn't happen by chance. 
If you want to get in touch, then email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. Um, you can suggest a guest. You can suggest a topic. Or like I keep on saying, if you've got a motorbike and you live nearby South Wales, do get in touch because um, you can come out for a ride with me on one of the weekends. And if you want to join in the conversation, I do encourage that. Get yourself over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for today's News Talk TNT. It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. Vilifying MAGO is just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Good morning, Gemma. How are you doing today? Yes, very well, James. Very well indeed. Thank you. Not going to comment on my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> we so, sorry, everybody. We were just actually talking before we came on air um, that we've got to stop going on for so long. But I do expect a comment, Gemma. <laughs> well, there was a lot in there. There was a lot in that editorial today. I you know. know. Basically, the whole world. How do you take on the whole world <laughs> and how much the world has changed? And, you know, and we're, I'm supposed to be getting to the story to bring to the table. And we talk about that. Well, we could do a, we could do a, an hour. We could do two hours. We could do three hours on how do you change it. But the, I think the shift is already with us. I talk about it all the time. I think, you know, TNT wouldn't be here about to celebrate its second birthday tomorrow. That's a fantastic achievement um, for a grassroots uh, broadcasting outlet. Um, it wouldn't be here if there wasn't that shift and, and that sea change in human consciousness, um, or, which is already in itself a way of standing up to the those that seek to control us. Exactly. And that was where I was going, Gemma, with that. I mean, TNT is the mirror that we use to reflect back um, at the population to show them that things have changed, that this new normal isn't normal and that things aren't quite what they seem. So, um, yes, and and as you rightly say, it is our second birthday tomorrow. So um, a big day tomorrow for TNT Radio. Um, right, Gemma, what um, story have you got for us today? Well, this is a story that broke since I was last on uh, air uh, on TNT. Obviously, we're a global uh, network and we're 24-7, so we all are on uh, air at different times of the day, depending on what country we're in. But uh, it's quite a historic uh, law that's going to come into pass in South Korea in three years' time, and that's the, the stopping of the dog meat trade, which goes right back to the medieval to medieval times. It's centuries old. It's, it's a cultural practice. Um, but the South Korean government has announced new legislation, which will come into force in three years' time, doesn't come into force immediately because it's uh, the government says it's giving farmers and restaurateurs time to consider alternative methods of income and employment if they if that is their sole method of making a living. Um, but dog meat is is something that has been eaten for centuries, but it's fallen out of favour uh, with some youngsters in in South Korea, uh, and the the law the penalties for this new legislation will be quite. Um, severe actually uh, it, raising or slaughtering animals dogs for consumption uh, will be banned and it could face up to three years in prison um, selling the meat uh, up to two years no penalties for consuming uh, dog meat because as we all know you can't legislate what somebody puts into their body you can't legislate that that is a personal choice or down to your own level of consent that's what the last few years have been all about so if you eat it there will be no penalties, but the government are going to do everything it can. Uh, it's going to do everything it can to make um, eating dog meat as difficult as as possible. Now, you know, I have I have a dog, um, and I eat animals. Uh, there was a point where I, where I was vegan for quite several years, actually, um, and, and I'm not anymore. So, of course, your natural instinct with this story is that when you see all the pictures of the dogs in cages, is to recoil in horror and think, "Oh my goodness me." 
But, you know, the other week I had a piece of venison, you know, beautiful deer shot on the Scottish Highlands, free range, so you would hope it didn't know much about its death, but it was still a living, breathing creature. So the argument of freedom of choice, I think, is a possible one here. If you are an older uh, South Korean resident and you're very used to going to restaurants that serve dog meat or buying dog meat, cooking dog meat, eating dog meat, should it not be a choice that you decide to make rather than the one the government thrusts upon you? Um, the, the current president of South Korea and his wife, they have six dogs. So they're obviously dog lovers. So they, that might have prompted this change. But, you know, is a dog's life more valuable than any other animal's life, you would argue in a story like this, and is is is, is the element of uh, free will and freedom of choice being taken away where many people in the country still do eat this. Personally, of course, I wouldn't, but I do eat animals, so that doesn't probably makes me a hypocrite. Yeah, and I'm with you on this, um, Gemma. I think that, you know, obviously in the West here, um, we're dog lovers, we have dogs as pets, um, but it's a cultural thing, right? I don't think there's anything wrong per se, um, in eating do um, dogs any wronger than it is eating Bambi, like um, that you've just admitted to. Um, but I do wonder what what is actually driving this? Is this um, for health reasons? Um, that's one question I've got is, is what is actually driving this change, Gemma? And I guess the second question I've got is, is how mainstream is um, the eating of dogs in South Korea? Is it is it really prevalent? Is this going to be a huge shock to the country? Um, I'm not sure if you've um, got answers to to both of those questions. Well, I have actually. It is prevalent. Uh, there are uh, currently 1,600 uh, dog meat restaurants where they only serve dog meat uh, and nearly 1,200 dog meat farms. That's a lot of, of farms, actually, when you consider uh, that, you know, farming in itself is quite an intensive process. So, so yeah, it is widespread amongst the older generation. Um, I mean, I suppose, you know, we're in our 50s. That would count people of 50 plus um, who are used to eating this. And there have been a few of uh, more elderly South Koreans who have responded to to this story and said, you know, leave us alone. We've been eating this way all our lives. Uh, our ancestors ate this way for hundreds and hundreds of years. This is medieval practice. Um, uh, but, you know, we choose to eat it. Young people in the country are choosing not to. They're moving away in their droves from eating dog meat. Um, but they're like, well, let the young people get on with it and let us get on with it. They have actually said that. I wonder if it's something more basic and the, the current president of South Korea has got six dogs of his own um, and he's he, he's had his heart unlocked by his little pets and he thinks, oh, no, no, we're not going to eat them anymore. Or it could be an attempt to kind of clean up uh, South Korea's image on the on the global stage. I don't know. I, the health reasons haven't been mentioned. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm having never eaten dog meat. I've got no idea if it's a I should imagine it's a lean type of meat, actually uh, quite protein rich. Um, I don't know that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it looks like a way of currying favor, possibly with younger voters. That could be an, an issue here. I don't really know. But uh, the, the laws are strict. Uh, they've been announced. They'll be brought in in 2027. And it will change. It will change a part of a historic cultural uh, practice and phenomenon, change the cultural landscape. Because as you and I know, food and drink is an integral part of any country's culture. Uh, so this is quite a significant uh, shift. Uh, in uh, in moving forward for that country yeah i mean it certainly is if there's 1600 um restaurants and how many farms did you say there were Gemma? Uh, well there's 1150 that was the official numbers at the end of last year okay so yeah this is pretty widespread still and pretty mainstream in south korea um it's odd that they're part of the headline isn't 
um doesn't announce why they're doing this um you know is it because of health reasons is it because actually they think the practice is wrong um it's it's a bit odd um i wonder if their leader and i don't know anything about south korean politics but i wonder if he is affiliated with the world economic forum um and actually maybe this is part of this whole um global movement about changing our diets and also making um protein rich foods um more scarce um i don't know the answer to that question by the way but um but i wonder um if the um the leadership in south korea has links with the the wef that's a very good point that is a very good point to make and uh, you know i i think i will go have a way have a quick search and see if uh, if that is the case because uh, that would that would tie in completely with 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 the agenda and yeah could well be something uh, to keep an eye on there yeah yeah well there you go folks if you go on holiday in south korea now you will not be able to eat dog meat Right. Thank you very much for that story, Gemma. Look forward to another interesting story tomorrow. And to the rest of you, don't go anywhere because after this short break, I'll be joined once again by Dale Penny, um, who goes by the name of Mark Sass on TikTok. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman, on today's News Talk TNT. You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. I, I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk TNTradio.live Online. Online. Online streaming. Be a part of the conversation. I stream it all at work and I stream it to my phone and listen to it wherever I go. TNT. Right. Now, Dale has been on the show um, a few times now, actually. Um, he When he originally came on, he talked about his son, um, who's autistic. And we talked a little bit about that, living with um, a fully grown man who's autistic. Um, and then on the second show, we talked about also all lots of things, including one-legged amputees, uh, which I'm sure Dale remembers well. Um, how are you doing, Dale? Happy New Year. Oh, and to you, James. And this is the fourth one, actually. Is it the fourth one? It's the fourth one. Yeah, the first one was sort of like a little spliced up TikTok thing. 
And then the next one was the autism one. Was it? Yeah, hey, you're ah, having so much fun. You've forgotten. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the last show we did before Christmas was talking all about Bill Gates, um, yes. about Bill and Melinda yeah. Gates Foundation. We were yeah. talking about where the money flows go and all of that. And if you did miss that show, by the way, any of these shows, um, get yourself over to tntradio.live. Um, you can watch back all of the previous shows there. So, Dale, um, how was Christmas for you um, over in Oz? Oh, I want to say it was lovely, but it was quite hectic, actually, because we had 11 people that we were cooking for. It was wicked hot, like muggy. It's been really wet and then really hot, so super muggy, just uncomfortable. And then we were cooking for 11 people in sort of a 40-degree day. Lots of cooking. Lovely to see my in-law, my sister-in-law and family. And I think she'll maybe be listening to this at some point. Uh, but yes, quite a lot of work. A lot of dishing out, a lot of cooking, a lot of dishing out, not much eating, and then a lot of clearing up. <laughs> but other than that, no, it's lovely. And, and that, it's really nice to see everybody. I And I can't believe you're complaining about the heat. Um, you're no, obviously ice. a British man. Um, you grew up in Britain. I think you've been out in Australia for about 20 years, haven't you now? But um, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather swap the heat um, for the cold, which we've got at the moment. It's actually quite cold here in the UK at the so moment. So am I. Yeah. It'll never be. It'll never be as bad <laughs> yeah. as, as over there. Right. Anyway, um, we digress. Um, the the first story, obviously, we're going to talk about today is the Epstein um, files. Um, now, we're going to talk about some of the detail in a minute. Um, but before we get dive into the detail, um, Dale, um, I'd just like to get your take on what you think of this story as a whole, um, because you know these people are. Um, supposed to be world leaders, the Clintons, um, Richard Branson, you know, in the business world, a leader, um, people like Prince Andrew here in the <laughs> UK, and lots of other people on this list. And yeah. some of the things we're talking about here are pretty depraved, aren't they? What do you make of this story as a whole? Well, I mean, I think the whole thing is a control mechanism. I think that's obviously why I don't think it's not a surprise that it's all famous people and people in positions of power and influence. It's deliberate and um, because it's, you know, it's, it's a honey trap, essentially it's compromising those people and, you know, shifting those people into positions of power or taking advantage of them in those positions of power and influence. So I think it's, it's obvious that it's those people. Because I don't think you get, I mean, you would probably know because you've been in, you know, you've been in, in um, politics. I'll be careful. Get... I've never no, been to the island. You, know, never, <laughs> you, know, you, think you, you weren't at the top of the, at the, top of the pyramid. Uh, but I think you only get up to the top of the pyramid if you've been put in a compromised position. I don't think there's any other way in. Yeah. And what do you make of this drip feeding story that we see now? Um, I did wonder this morning when I was thinking um, about and preparing for the show, if this is now being used as a way, um, as they do, you know, they use these stories, don't they, to deflect from other things that they'd rather the news didn't report on, maybe like what's going on in Israel. Um, what do you think yeah. of that? I don't know. I don't know. How do they do they? I mean, <laughs> Obviously, with the links, I mean, we do talk about Israel quite a lot here, don't we? But it's a good topic of conversation. Um, but there's so many links uh, to, you know, Israeli, um, you know, intelligence services, Mossad, 
you know, even if you look, so if you don't just necessarily, because the names, you know, the, the names that are coming out now, I think they've all kind of been floated around anyway for the last, or ever, certainly since yeah, yeah. Islaine Maxwell's um, uh, trial. Uh, you know, a few names in there that I maybe wasn't so familiar with in terms of being on the plane, you know, DiCaprio, Michael Jackson, Stephen Hawking. I mean, I don't want to laugh, but I mean, that is mildly entertaining. David Copperfield on the uh i could that be the explanation to how uh prince andrew's sweat disappeared <laughs> uh so maybe yeah maybe I, but you obviously you've got links back to well you've got links back to mossad if you look at gislaine mm. maxwell her father i mean obviously most people know this robert maxwell was i think a known or an alleged Mossad agent you know he was very very highly regarded um in you know high-ranking Israeli circles he was buried in 91 uh on the uh in a cemetery in Jerusalem's Mount of Olives which is I think reserved for you know it's it's you know one of the one of the prestigious places in Jerusalem it's you know reserved for rabbis and why does Robert Maxwell get a spot there he was obviously doing good work for Israel and then you've got Ghislaine mm. Maxwell, obviously found with multiple passports. Um, so, you know, and then if you've got, I'm going, oh, I'm jumping around again. But, you know, when you look at Epstein's apartment with those paintings, you know, you've got the George Bush Jr., you know, the painting of him with the Jenga towers and the paper planes. You remember that? Yes, yes, that? yes, yes. I've seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Bill Clinton in the blue dress, sort of seductively reclining on the chair with the red shoes on. You know, that's artwork in Epstein's apartment where those people or people of similar levels of power have been. I mean, that is rubbing it in the face saying, you know, that we, we can do whatever we want. We can control these people. At the, you know, the, the people in the highest positions of power can be controlled. And I think that's what's happened. Yeah. And... Um... I was reading in the paper this morning, actually, it was in the Times here in the UK, that um, Prince Andrew, Richard Branson and um, and Bill Clinton, um, apparently there are allegations that there are sex tapes somewhere, um, that Epstein <laughs> actually recorded them with oh, young, um, young girls. Um, quite extraordinary, really, that that is now being reported in the mainstream press. I think that was the thing, actually, that made me wonder if this is now a distraction story, um, yeah. you know, it's being used to distract us from other things that are going on. Yeah. yeah the Steve, I can't get my head around the Stephen Hawking thing. <laughs> you know, do you put that on a sex tape? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, it's well weird. I mean, I'm, I'm not that interested yeah. in Bill Clinton either, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, the Stephen Hawking thing is... It's almost too weird that you think is that sort of thrown in to kind of throw it off and make it sick. Because they often do with these types of things, they'll throw in something so ridiculous that you go, oh, the whole thing's ridiculous. But I don't yeah. think they can get away with it. Can get away with it? And I, I do wonder if um if we'll hear Bill Clinton at some point saying, I did not sleep with that child. Um, of course, um <laughs> I don't want you know, I did not sleep with that woman. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. I yeah, but I I genuinely think it is a very complex, intricate control mechanism. There can be no other reason for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right, Dale, we're going to take a quick break now for the news headlines. And when we come back, um, we've come up with a new segment, haven't we, um, for the show, which is called Things That You Can't Believe Are True but actually are true. And I know that you've um, picked a couple of um, recent stories. I've got a couple of stories um, as well. So we're going to talk about all of that after this short break. So stick tuned with me or stay tuned with me, James Freeman on today's News Talk TNT. We do have some big news. Listen up. Now, TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. An explosion has ripped through a hotel in Texas, injuring at least 20 people. A driver has been arrested after crashing their car into an exterior gate outside the White House. There's been a major development relating to the Jeffrey Epstein files. A man suspected of spying for London has been arrested in China. And there are remarkable scenes in Germany where thousands of farmers in tractors and trucks have taken to roads across the country threatening to paralyse the nation. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Right. So, Dale, things that you cannot believe are true, but are true. Um, You kick off the first story. Well, it's pretty much everything that I look at on the news, on the television, anything I'm told by any politician anywhere in the world ever. But... Uh, they're really pushing. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just super stupid. Uh, There's just stuff I just don't believe. I just don't believe it, James. Uh, the James Webb Telescope. Have you heard about that? Um, well, I know about the telescope, yes. The James Webb Space Telescope uh, apparently has picked up city lights. <laughs> it reckons it's picked up city lights <laughs> on a planet. Uh seven trillion miles away what absolute nonsense is that i did uh, yeah i did read something (laughs) i did read something about that um the other day actually um i wasn't quite sure whether it was a serious story but but you're saying it is a serious story it's a serious story i just looked up i didn't know much about the james webb space telescope it's a sort of joint NASA, European Space Agency, and Canadian Space Agency sort of venture. Uh, it's a it's a telescope that uh, eclipses the Hubble telescope because it has something to do with the infrared range of the electromagnetic spectrum, so it can pick up different things to what the Hubble te- telescope can pick up. Uh, it's positioned apparently 1.5 kilometers from Earth. Uh, but how's it seeing stuff that's seven trillion miles from Earth? Don't, don't you mean one point five million um, kilometers from Earth, or is yeah, one point five million, one point five million kilometers from Earth is where it currently is. Right, okay. but it's picking up stuff seven trillion, seven trillion miles away. It can't. How can you possibly say it's city lights on a planet? That's nonsense. So. And what does this, I mean, the, the scientists that are claiming this, um, I mean, why isn't this world news? If this is true, why isn't this world news? I don't know. Is it not world news? I just saw it on the TikTok because I don't look at the world news anymore. I just go to TNT radio and TikTok. That's it. But no, I don't know. Yeah. Is it? I think it is. Oh, I think it's in the circles of sort of science. I think it is world news. It's probably not interesting enough to put on normal television. Was it not on the normal TV? You know, the mainstream thing. I don't watch it. Do you watch mainstream TV? 
very, very rarely yeah, these days. Exactly. I certainly don't watch live TV. Um, no. I'm not paying for the the BBC license fee. Right. No, I don't know how can so, it, how can how can you how can you possibly know that it's city lights on a planet seven trillion? I mean, can we even get a head around how big the number seven trillion is? Have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen, why don't they just flip the telescope around and show us Earth spinning around? <laughs> I'm not a flat earther, but why don't so, they do that? So what's the conclusion of this story then? So they they found these things which they think are city lights. I mean, like you said, I, I think it's pretty ridiculous, really. How, how the hell do they know that they're city yeah. lights, number yeah. one? I mean, look. Yeah. The life that exists on other planets, if it does exist, which I think that it's bound, I think it's impossible that life doesn't exist on Agreed. some planet somewhere. Yeah, but how do they, how do we even know that they have eyes? You know, they might not have yeah, eyes. They might true. use other senses. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So they found yeah, these. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so they found yeah, these city it, lights. I think it's part of the wider alien story sort of agenda right so what are they proposing yeah, yeah, next yeah. then where yeah. does this story go is is that it we've just found lights well, i don't and, know because um, that then links to the which we weren't necessarily going to talk about but you know the the miami you know alien sighting in the mall thing which is also nonsense right but i do i mean i do believe in alien i do believe that i, I think yeah. they're probably yeah. already here anyway but i think it's part of a wider narrative that's being played out as part of some agenda i don't know what's going on we'll have to ask jeffrey epstein when he appears later right year, okay well dale i think that's a really good story um um like i said i did see it the other day and i did have to pinch myself and think i wasn't quite sure i forget where i read it but i did actually think i might have even seen it on tiktok like you and i just dismissed it as not being yeah. true oh, but I'll it is a really it. good example yeah. of a story you think shouldn't be it's true bullshit. but actually is right dale um over to me so the story i'm going to talk about well both stories i've got today um are about um gender ideology and the whole trans issue um but believe it or not the united nations women um organization so un women um have appointed um a trans woman so a man as the champion for the organization for uk women it's nonsense isn't let, it? let that sink in a second yeah i know it doesn't well it's just happening all over the place isn't it so, so I, Dale, just yeah, just to put, hang on, hang on, just to put things into context, there are thirty-three million women, actual women, in the UK, but the United Nations thinks that none of them are good enough to champion the United Nations um, Women Organization in the UK. That they have to pick a man to do it. Yeah, well, it's the same as the men with beards, you know, trans women that are promoting women's hygiene uh promoting nike sports bras so what yeah i don't understand what i don't and the and and the you know the latest star it's not trans it's not a trans thing but the latest star wars movie being directed by the lady that says she wants to make men feel like you know what is the what's going on because it's yeah. men surely <laughs> that are going to cost you know it's going to it's going to be a cost to people's i don't know the profit of companies when you're taking a wine you know what? section of your of your audience yeah I'm glad you brought that up because my son is so disappointed with that story. Mm. He actually, um, that's how I found out about it. He came to me and he was so angry 
um about that that they're going to do that to star wars and i just said to him look don't watch it and he's like but it's star wars it's Star Wars. i mean they really I are it. um absolutely uh determined to ruin everything aren't they um <clears throat> excuse me um just to give you a bit more detail on this story so the actual um trans woman in in question is somebody called monroe um bergdorf um a 36 year old model and broadcaster and he was actually previously an advisor to the UK Labour Party. Um, um, and also it gets worse. It gets worse, um, Dale, because in 2017, uh, Monroe had a contract with L'Oreal Paris um, and a contract that was cancelled um, in the, that year, 2017, um, because Monroe said that all white people are racist and are drenched in the blood of those that they oppress. Mon sorry, so, Monroe, did you just say? Yeah, Monroe. That's a Monroe. He's he, Monroe. He, is what, that she, the, like, he, I've just started watching Gogglebox UK, and I think she he is one of the. Is it a? Is it a? Is it a black lady? Trans. Yeah, I think. I think. Of, I think person of color. Trans person of color. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I think I, yesterday I, I, we saw just on the telly yesterday. I didn't know who it was, so it's the same person. Okay, but very, very, yeah. very, very feminine-looking trans woman, very but sort of attractive in, in a sort of. Um, but the the thing that bothers me about the whole trans that there's a lot of people obviously that are genuine, but then there's a lot of um, people that are taking it. I think as a kink, it's dangerous. So if I walk around the farm here, for example. I have to cut like the so we've got cattle on the on the on the on the property here, and there's two bulls, and you ha you're always told you can never trust them. You always have to keep an eye on the bulls. Doesn't matter how docile they look, you always have to keep an eye on the bulls because they can. They're unpredictable. They can flip at any time. Whereas the 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 ladies, the lady cows, um, you know, are, are obviously very docile. So that's the same with human beings it's just because you you're popping a dress on and some makeup and saying that you're a woman doesn't hide the fact that some males are still dangerous that's why yeah I and i think i think the, the the thing with this story if you speak to um most women they're absolutely outraged at this um the fact that the un would suggest that women, like yeah. I said, there's 33 million of them um, yeah. in here in the UK. Why the hell is the United Nations picking a trans woman to be the champion well, for yeah. women well, lot, in the UK? But lots of women are outraged, but equally lots of women are supporting it, which is the bit I find even more bizarre. Yeah. You know, yeah, very, very feminist women, pro-women, and then supporting that. I, I don't get it. I don't get that either. So I don't get the Epstein thing. I don't get that. I don't get the James Webb test. I don't get any of it, James. Yeah. Stories that you cannot believe are true, that actually are true. Right, Dale, we're going to take a quick break now. Um, and then I know you've got another story for us after the break. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman, on today's News Talk TNT. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in ten young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, 
medical care, and love. They can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. My character Shazam knows all about growing up in a family full of teenage superheroes. They're bold. Where's everyone going? To fight crime. Okay. Adventurous. Shazam! There's never a dull moment. And no matter what happens, they'll always have your back. All they need is a place to grow and be themselves. And the best part is, you don't have to be a superhero to adopt a teen. Learn more about adopting a teen from foster care. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. This is The Freeman Report with your host, James Freeman, on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Certainly is The Freeman Report, and I am James Freeman. And today's guest is Dale Penny. And today we're talking about stories that you think shouldn't be true, but actually are true. So, Dale, um, what's your next story? Well, uh, we can see city lights seven trillion miles away, but we can't see the B-21 Raider nuclear bomber developed by Northrop Northrop Grumman for the U.S. military. Uh, It's apparently the new part of the long-range strike bomber program. It's the B-21 Raider, apparently completely invisible, undetectable by radar. Uh, rolled out just recently uh right why would you why yeah why would you go through all the effort of making something (laughs) undetectable and then roll it out on the television for everyone to see it that smells a little fishy (laughs) to me james (laughs) it certainly does doesn't it yeah if i invented an invisibility cloak and i could sort of go sniffing around the neighbor's properties i wouldn't tell them that's what i've got i would just pop it on and go and have a sniff around <laughs> so no so you see that to me is bullshit. uh and how that they don't know what you know maybe the see this is where the us say they're so smart well the chinese have probably got a radar that can detect the undetectable aircraft if it ever see this is where the us say they're so smart well, the Chinese have probably got a radar that can detect the undetectable aircraft if it is real, and they've just stayed quiet about it. That's my that's my opinion. It's yeah. It, it's this is an odd one, isn't it? So, so where did where did you see this announcement? By the way, was it on uh, TV sorry, or was it in the papers? I saw it on the saw it on the TikTok again, James. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, all I'm I look at is I'm... all I look at is TikTok and the EPL, and that's it. And then if I like a story, okay, well, I'll go a bit further and have a bit of a dig. My first question to you then, Dale, is yes, how sir. do you know this is actually a true story? Oh, no, it's true. No, no, I've no. So I've seen it on. I've got the snippet from TikTok. Then I've gone and looked it up. Oh, right, it's genuine. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely okay. genuine. You can chat GPT it. And that's obviously until January 22. I think that's when chat GTP GPT uh that, that was when it was uh, you know when it ran out of its thing or its thing stopped anyway that was saying it was being developed and now you can go and verify it so that's definitely 100 so, true yeah <laughs> okay so i've got a question so um why would they then because it's a good observation that you pointed out which is you know why go to all the lengths of creating something that's invisible 
only yeah. then to tell everybody that you've got it. Um, <laughs> why do you think they? Do you think this is part of a, an intelligence or a you know a propaganda war with other countries, whereby yeah, the US is saying, "Oh, um, we might be flying over <laughs> you now." Um, yeah. You don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, of course it is. And you know, is it actually invented? You know, is is this actually a, a true thing they've created, or have they actually created something which is false just to? So well, how can you prove? I it? don't know to worry to worry their enemies. How can that? How can how is how can they? How can anyone prove that they haven't whizzed over in their invisible plane? You can't. It reminds me, James, of the joke about the, you know, why do elephants paint the soles of their feet yellow? Do you remember that joke? I've not heard it, no. So they paint the soles of their feet yellow so they can hide upside down in custard. <laughs> Have you ever seen an elephant in your custard? <laughs> Have you? No, I haven't. So it works then. <laughs> So this is how nonsense yeah. it is. It's the same with the it's the same with the COVID lockdowns that prevented, you know, it prevented all the deaths. Well, if there was nothing that was causing any deaths in the first place, then it hasn't done anything. The foil yeah. we foiled all these terrorist plots. What did you though? Or was there not a terrorist? Yeah, plot this is um, I like I said, I think the big questions for me about this story are um one, as I said, you know, I think based upon your observation there. Is this an actual technology which exists or have they just made it up um, as part of the propaganda war to worry um, their enemies? It does seem a bit of an odd thing to um, to let your um, enemy know that you've got this technology, because what's the first thing the Chinese and the Russians yeah. are going to do? Well, they're going to start developing technology so they can um, detect um, yeah. this yeah, that's right. I mean, maybe. The, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to divert. Our yeah. en their enemies into trying to create yeah. technologies to see something yeah. which actually doesn't exist in the first place maybe yeah they just do it a little bit better than the indians trying to convince us that they landed on the moon <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 really right bad. okay dale Let's move on to the last story, because after um, we've um, talked about this last story, um, I do want to wrap up this conversation by talking about the fact that isn't the world um, a bit weird? And I talked about this in my introduction, the fact that I don't know, people just seem to accept um, all of these quite extreme things these days when actually, you know, four or five years ago, I think the public wouldn't have accepted all the things that are going on. So I'd like to discuss that in a second with you. So my um, final story of things that you can't believe are true, but actually are true um, is actually the, the world's first transgender figure skater suffered a fall during the opening ceremony of the European Figure Skating Championships in Finland. Now, um, the former Finnish male skater um, only started the sport at the age of 49. And the funny thing about this is, so they had this opening ceremony and they picked this um, transgender woman um, he's actually 57 now, so not really a sprightly age to be doing figure skating. But he actually fell down during the opening ceremony. And get this, they had to send a woman on, a woman host, to help him get back um, onto his feet. Did he? Maybe he clipped his testicles as he hit the ice. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But this yeah. is just um, another one of these stories. If you'd heard this four or five years ago, you you would have you well you would have said that can't be true you're making yeah. it up 
That can't be true. Well, I mean, even Harry, now, it's got I think super weird, isn't it? In the last, what is it, five years? It's just got super weird. It's yeah, weird, it isn't has, it? It, it has. It is really weird. It is. It was relative. And do you know it was relatively normal? And do you know what the other thing is about? So this um, um, Finnish male skater um, who now identifies as a woman, he actually identifies as a gender neutral woman. Now, I'm confused because I don't even understand what that means. No, I don't get what that means either. I have this. I, I see. I've got this. I, I I feel like when I have, I want to have the sort of the, make the point. I have the argument that I should be able to say that I identify as a trans woman. So I don't identify as a woman. I identify as a trans woman, which is a man that identifies as a woman, but I identify as a trans woman, and I should be able to then understand what because because trans don't men this is just nonsense men who identify as women who are trans women say they know what it feels like to be a woman which is you cannot possibly know what it feels like to be a woman unless you're yeah. a woman. there's no because you can't prove yeah. it you can never prove what it feels like to be a woman so i feel like well th then surely i must be able to say well then i can i can assume i know exactly what it feels like to be a trans woman with the same logic and I would not be able to say what a trans woman feels like. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's like this yeah. weird sort of, I can't get my head around how stupid it is, but we're all supposed to accept it. I don't know. That, that was yeah, probably a no, thing for me to say there, but I often, well, I think the other thing, thing I ponder. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, you know, and this is why I think people get so outraged by this whole trans thing, because to be honest with you, I think like most people, I couldn't give a monkey um, about if somebody, some man wants to put a dress on and call himself a woman. Where I get annoyed is when they start saying, well, you've got to change how you live and what you believe to fit in with my yeah. bizarre yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, one of the examples of that, Dale, is the fact that you're not a man, you're a cis man. Yeah, and I'm well, that annoys the shit out of me. That does, James. That does annoy me. That does annoy me. I, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's I, I don't I just I don't really understand what's happening at all. I can't get my head around it. What did what did what point did you just make there? Because I was going to make another point. I can't remember what you just said. I said that you know it, it 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 the point is that I think most people right. It's not that they're bigoted or they're you know they yes, want that's to it. That's what discriminate I was against oh, people. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes. I, so I like it. Like I like everyone. I want everyone to like me. I'm a kind, I'm a nice guy. I do nice things for people. I like, like I pride myself on being a kind, loving individual. I want people to go, he's a nice guy. Doesn't yeah. matter what you are, who you are, what level of person you are. I don't care. I want you to like me. And I want you to know that I like you and that I want you to like me. Right. But and I never had a problem with transgender people. We used to, we talked about the clubbing. We used to promote club nights. We wanted the trannies to, you know, the track, the trannies back in the day in the nineties, the six foot seven, super glamorous, you know, you wanted them in the club. It gave them, a, you know, gave the club a little bit of a pizzazz and, you know, you'd like to do it. But now that I'm, now that I'm having to be told what to do, I'm starting to get a bit transphobic. I suppose you could call it because it yeah. annoys me. And it's the same with the Israel thing. 
And I like Jewish people. I like Hindus. I like to. I like all those people. But if you keep going on of claiming to be a victim or claiming to have the uh, the claiming the higher ground, I'm starting to sort of not like you a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that's. The I know, and I actually. And I actually feel sorry for for genuine people who are transgender. Like I said, there's, there are a small minority, 0.5% oh, yeah. in the UK that claim um, to be a different sex than they were yeah. um, when they were born. Yeah. And I think when you do talk to those people, actually, they get hacked off with all these activists who are creating all of this these problems for the trans community. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, COVID-19. Right, Dale. Now, in my introduction, I talked about the fact that, you know, something has changed, I believe, in the last three, four years, which means that these things that we talk about here, people don't bat an eyelid anymore. Mm. Whereas actually, you know, three, four years ago, there would have been national outrage at some of these things. What do you I mean, first of all, I guess my question to you is, do you do you agree with that that observation that things have changed? And I guess yeah. the, then my second question is, is if you do agree that they've changed. How do you think they've changed, you know, and what do you think's caused that? Uh, I think it's uh, I think it is sort of psychological warfare on the masses to affect changes in society for agendas. I mean, they've, they've proven it with elections, how they manipulate people through social media. So, uh, yeah, I think it is psychological warfare. You know, where I'm sort of quite fascinated in a lot of these topics, which we cover on the, uh, on the, uh, on the podcast, James. Uh, uh, you know, there's a guy, I've just been listening to a guy called Michael Aquino. He's like not a very, a pretty, a sort of an evil dude who was, one of the main guys with Anton LaVey in the Church of Satan and then formed uh, the Temple of Set. Now, I was listening to a YouTube uh, thing, big documentary, not a documentary, it was an interview with an English guy, really, really interesting. But he was like the head of the sort of psychological operations within the military. Uh, and the stuff he's come out with, I mean, I'm not going to get into it now, but the stuff he comes out with is mind-blowing. And this is going on, you know, in the military, obviously, uh, but it's going on in society. Everything that's pumped down the airways is yeah. pumped down the airways to control us. But I think also maybe CERN opened a portal and all weird things happened. Yeah, see, I um, I actually did a, a master's degree in occupational psychology. And one of the techniques that you use when you go into an organization and you want to change the culture is you have this process called storming forming and norming um, yeah. and the first part of that which is the storming part is where you turn norms upside down so you start to change things because in order to form new norms you need to disrupt the existing norms yeah, and i think yeah, yeah. this process of covid and what we've been through over the last four years that's exactly what they're doing to us and they're continuing to do it to us with all of this nonsense which is going on whether it's transgenderism or some of the other ridiculous things yeah. that we're seeing in society yeah. these days and it flips i can't click with my other finger so there's a click and then another click, but just listen, it's a, pretend there's a click there. It flips from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. You just go, yeah. oh, and, and you're just going, you know, with the vaccine thing, you were like, oh, these are all the people we're all in. The, we're all, you know, oh, this is good. We've got this sort of thing together. It's gathering pace. Wee! And then suddenly, boom, we switch and it's Israel. And, oh, hang on. All those, this, this anti-vaccine lot yeah. are now all divided. And it, yeah, it's all mind games. Live, in, live on a farm, James, with cows away from humans. That's the answer. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Dale, listen, we've run out of time, um, but obviously, you know, you're gonna, we're going to get you back on the show again um, and we'll do that segment again, but we'll come up with a new um, segment as well to talk about topical stories um, in the news. But ladies and gentlemen, Dale Penny. Um, Dale, um, where do people go if they want to listen to your podcast? Whee! Uh, it's called the Waking World Podcast on all good uh, streaming platforms. Uh, Waking World Podcast is really good. We talk about the occult, um, magic, ritual, spirituality, religion, all secret societies and all that stuff. Conspiracy theories. Thanks. Bye. Fantastic. Go and live. Go and give Dale um, a follow and um, stay where you are um, with TNT because we've got more great shows coming up for you in a moment. Mm-hmm.